Hazel, one of your hosts, and my co-host is Jenny. Today we are going to start to dipping into looking at the elements and their correspondences. Here's Jenny to explain. Um, we're going to start off with looking at the element of Earth. I think it's a fitting place to start, as although Earth is different in different traditions, uh, giving different seasonal and directional points, for example, in the Avalonian tradition, Earth is autumn and west, while in many Wiccan traditions, it's winter and north. Earth is often thought as an element for grounding, nurturing, stability and strength. To start off with, Hazel, what qualities do you associate with the element of Earth? What season and directional point do you correspond with in your practice? For me, Earth is Gaia, our mother. It's our home and it's something we're a part of. For me, it means solidity and safety. When we feel anxious, we think of grounding ourselves, imagining roots growing out from our feet and traveling down into the earth. It protects us. Here I think of hills and mountains. Although earth can also be transformative. Think of molten lava issuing from deep under, or how it transforms coal over millions of years into diamonds. The colours I associate with earth are greens, brown, and sometimes black. For me, I associate winter with earth sense of going underground or even into a cave it's darkness waiting like a seed for the spring and to sprout from the dark nourishing earth although everything has retreated for the season there 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 is still that constant energy within the earth for direction i associate earth with north partly because that's traditional but also because of where I live. To the south of me is the sea. To the north are the rolling hills of the North Downs. So it makes sense to have earth to the north. I associate the goddess Arianrod, the goddess of the silver wheel, birth, initiation and rebirth with the north. For me, it's the place of mysteries. So what about you, Jen? Well, I'm a Taurian, like yourself, so I'm an earthy little sign. The other earth signs, of course, are Capricorn and Virgo. And I think the earth to me is a very grounded sign. I like to nurture and be nurtured. Stability and home comforts are really important to me. I love good food and physical and emotional security. And I can occasionally be a little bit flighty. So I need to remember to ground myself. The element of earth offers all those basic needs, food, comfort, shelter, and our emotional needs too, grounding, stability and protection. These are the qualities that I associate with earth. And the season that I associate earth with is autumn. In the Avalonian tradition, we celebrate the mothers of earth at Mabon. And it's that time of year that we are harvesting the fruits and vegetables. In late summer and early autumn, we see the landscape change. The golden wheat harvest is brought home and we see the fields return to their earthy browns. 
as the wheel turns from summer to autumn, we begin to lose those summer greens and the leaves change to those reds, oranges and browns. And these are the colours that I associate with autumn. And for me, the direction is west, as I associate earth with the autumn equinox and honouring those mothers of earth, such as Bamba, Brigantia and Gaia. I also like to think at that time of year about all the burrowing creatures, like foxes and badgers. And one of my favourite chants at the autumn equinox is deep into the earth I go. And I will put a link to, the, to that in the show notes. <laughs> so Jane, you said that sometimes you can become ungrounded. What ways do you seek to ground yourself and reconnect with the element of earth? Digging in the earth, getting your, your hands in the soil. One of the gifts for COVID was that I had a little more time for gardening. I now have a lovely little herb garden growing and I've managed to grow a few flowers and it's been absolutely lovely to pick those flowers that I have grown from seed for my altar and use herbs that I have grown for my smoke cleansing bundles. I have also harvested a few crops, some potatoes and carrots, and there is really something quite exciting about digging up these earthy treasures with your hands. I think there is something about gardening that reminds us of our interconnectedness. We see it, sow the seed in the earth and nature helps us grow that seed. And there is also knowing that we might lose some of what we plant to the birds, animals and insects. So we have to take that and factor it into our planning. Another way that I like to ground is, I suppose like many of us, just spending time in nature, particularly in the forests, fields and caves. One of my favourite places to go in Folkestone is the labyrinth in the Lees Coastal Park. It was designed by Claire Danstead in 2008. So you've got the cliffs behind you to the north and overlooking the channel to the south. And it's just a perfect place to really balance all the elements. I like it when the wind blows me clean and I can see the ocean and I can see the, the cliffs behind me. It's just a really magical place to be. So labyrinth walking is a great way to journey inwards. A labyrinth is a journey to the centre and unlike a maze, you cannot get lost. There is a route in and a route out. And this inner journey can be a mirror to both your physical and mental meditation. As you start to walk a labyrinth, look inward and let anything you do not need drop away. I usually like to ask a question or set an intention before I begin. And then I'll pause at the centre to receive my answer or my insights. And finally, one of my favourite ways to ground myself is making use of affirmations. These are empowering statements that help to direct our mind's focus and energy. Affirmations are typically statements that begin with I am. And they can help you to overcome self-sabotage and negative thoughts. Some affirmations that I might use for earth healing and balancing might include, I am safe, I am secure, I am protected, I am loved, and I am grounded. 
Use regularly and over time. I find these affirmations really help me to effectively ground and relieve any stress that I'm feeling. Hazel, what are the ways that you connect with the element of earth? Like Jen, I try to garden, although I do tend to let things get out of control. Nettles, anyone? I also, for some reason, I connect crafts to earth. Last year at the Mercian gathering, I had a go at blacksmithing, which in itself has a lot of magical and mythic associations. I made a troll knot or cross from iron, something itself from the earth and associated with protection. This originates from Sweden and it protects people from harmful magic, particularly trolls. And I, I can honestly say I've had no problem so far with trolls. It resembles the Odal or Ophelo rune. Apologies to anyone from the Northern tradition if I pronounce those wrong. But I did feel very connected, very part of the earth, getting my hands dirty and the fire and forging metal. Yeah, I didn't have a go at it because of my um, epilepsy and I watched Hazel for some time banging on her anvil and really was glad I made that choice because it looked incredibly hard work. Was it hard? <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> it was very hot. But yes, it's certainly something I'd like to have another go at. I find fossil hunting fascinating and linked to the earth. Holding a fossil that's just come fresh from the earth but it's millions of years old i particularly like fossilized tree bark or pieces of tree and i think you can also use that to feel linked to the earth as well by holding a fossil or a piece of rock or crystal and feeling the longevity in that the endurance of it again like jen i like going out into nature particularly woodlands, I suppose. The smell of wet earth, which if I remember rightly is called patriature. I pronounce that paracor, but it's a beautiful word. And it's amazing yeah. that we have a word <laughs> for it, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I, I've probably said that wrong, so I expect you're right. Or the smell of woodlands just after the rain, just touching the earth and feeling the energy. I heard a good expression. I was listening to something. I can't remember where it was from. It was about a group of people who had been westernised, for want of a better term. And as part of that, they'd been encouraged to wear shoes. And one of the women said they just couldn't get used to wearing blindfolds on their feet. As I mentioned at the beginning, meditating whilst sitting or lying on the ground and just imagining the roots growing down from you into the earth, both receiving and giving energy. So moving on, we're going to explore the first in our Ask a Path. Hazel is going to read out some of the reflections from our Druid friend, Jidge. Hazel and I come to these discussions from kind of witchy or goddess spirituality perspective. And obviously, our pagan community is wide and diverse. So we would love to get some insights from as many pagan paths as we can. 
please contact us if you would like to be included in future episodes of the show, either as a guest or sending us something to share. First, I must say that Druids are very individual and what I as a Druid experience and revere can be completely different from someone else who is also a Druid. So this is a very personal point of view. I am what might be called a shamanic druid, although it's probably not a term I would use, but it explains my experiential path in a way that people might understand. Like many modern pagans, druids crawl the quarters in ritual and earth is associated with the north, but it deserves more attention than just a direction on a compass or its role in the harvest and nurturing life. Of all the elements, earth seems to us humans as being the most static, stable, enduring maybe. The truth is that it is ever-changing, but on a timescale that we cannot easily observe or comprehend. Its cataclysmic events have the power to destroy all human endeavour. For me, Earth is the be-all and end-all of our existence. Without the planet that we call Earth, we would not be here. And the planet in all its wondrous glory never ceases to inspire true awe. I have seen desert dunes, huge mountains, volcanoes, cliffs, rolling hills, boiling mud pools, and wondered at the power and majesty of the geological forces that shape this world we live in. But the earth is much more than that. It's the friable sandy loam in my garden, the deep leaf mould in the woods, the unforgiving clay of the weald and the delicate thin layer on top of the chalk. More than anything else, I like to be involved in tasks that mean I'm close to that element, preferably with my hands in it. This need for the earth is something I was born with. From the moment I could walk and hold a child's spade, I was to be found digging holes in the dirt at the back of the garage, and it's never left me, although these days I channel it into the more useful activity of gardening. I can illustrate my complete obsession with digging in the dirt with this story. For 10 years I was heavily involved with the Kent Archaeological Field School working on research digs on a purely amateur basis most weekends from Easter until October. When I slipped a disc and could no longer trowel and heave buckets out of the trench, the site director was very keen that I carry on by drawing up and processing finds on site. I realised that if I couldn't be on my hands and knees, patiently troweling through the earth, I didn't want to be there. It was all about getting my hands dirty and coming face to face with the evidence of the ancestors. So how do I honour the earth in everyday practice? I'm not one for elaborate ritual and I don't have a daily ritual, but within my day-to-day life I do the following. And she says, when I'd written this I realised it sounded a bit like a mantra. When I look at the sweep of the North Downs I honour the earth. When I look out from the green sand way across the fertile and bounteous orchards and fields of the weald, I honour the earth. When I walk in the woods and smell the leaf mould, I honour the earth. When I walk barefoot on the lawn, I honour the earth. When I pot up a tiny seedling into compost, I honour the earth. So in conclusion, 
the earth is as near to a god as I'm going to get. And everyone needs to get their hands dirty once in a while. Love, Ginge. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Ginge. It's absolutely beautiful. That brings this episode to a close. So goodbye from me. There's some links in the show notes to some of the resources that explore elemental correspondences. And please follow us on our various social media sites. Pop on over and we can open up a discussion on how you use elemental correspondences in your practice. So goodbye until next week. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening and hope you'll be around next week to listen to us again. Bye.